my dear listeners, and welcome to Counter Melody. It is I, your host, Daniel Gundlach. And as always, I'm committed to bringing you the voices of beloved singers, often focusing on unexpected facets of their artistry. You will also be hearing less celebrated but equally treasurable artists who deserve our attention and respect. I'm honored to have you join me on this ongoing mutual journey of discovery. And now, without any further ado, let's get down to today's business. Great singers and great singing. Hi everyone, and welcome to part two of what is sure to be at least a three-part series on singers and musicians who have recently died. This past week in the United States, we observed the one-year anniversary of the police murder of George Floyd. As this was all transpiring a year ago, as I sat in isolation here in Germany, a world away from all of the unrest that was unfolding, I felt compelled to produce two episodes back-to-back on music of protest and emancipation. For those of you who are interested in that, I invite you to go back and listen. A year later, we have a conviction, but we also have a national crisis of enormous proportions. Police still killing at will and with impunity. At least one mass shooting per day in the United States. A Congress that is hogtied, unable to pass any kind of legislation. It just makes me so upset. Another event that seemed to cause a great deal of consternation among certain people this past week is that Bob Dylan celebrated his 80th birthday. The controversy continues. There are still many who cannot tolerate Dylan. I have not really followed him all that much. I once had a friend who could not get enough of him, and she certainly helped me to appreciate some aspects of him. I think some of the songs are extraordinary. The voice that delivers them? Meh, you know, I'm not completely a bel contist, but... Uh, I tend to like cover versions of his songs more than his originals. I think that probably would be a fair assessment. I would have liked to have been able to play The Times They Are Changing, but you know what? I think if they are changing, they're getting worse. I'm sorry, I'm just feeling rather upset and disgusted with the country of my birth right now. I want to offer you a song that... I think is at least appropriate for the moment, sung by a singer who I will be featuring on a special episode in a few weeks. That's the African-American folk singer Odetta. She and Bob Dylan were enormous influences, one on the other. She influenced him before he even was a performer himself. And in 1965, she recorded an all Dylan album from which I offer you this song. How many years can a mountain exist before it is washed to the sea? Oh 
before they're allowed to be free. How many times can a man turn his head and to pretend that he just doesn't see? The answer, my friends, blowing in the wind. The answer is blowing in the wind. How many times must a man look up before he sees? And how many ears must one man have before he can hear people cry? How many deaths will it take till we? cut off last week's episode at the midpoint because there was so much material and so many singers that I wanted to pay tribute to. Since that episode posted, I became aware of the death of yet another singer, the German soprano Maria Kuba, at the age of 99 on the 15th of May. She was enormously celebrated as Zalome. She sang it all over the world. Her first husband was a Czech conductor, and the first years of her career were spent behind the Iron Curtain. Eventually, she and her husband escaped, and shortly after their arrival in the West, she became a sensation when she jumped in and took over the role of Salome in Graz. This was a role which she sang hundreds and hundreds of times the world over. There's even a 1960 Austrian film of her in the role opposite Hans Hotter as Johanna Ann and Julius Patzak as Herod. Another famous role for her was Zafi in Der Zigonia Baron, the charming, if these days somewhat thematically problematic operetta by Johann Strauss. In 1967, Maria Kuba appeared on a television program in Germany called Zum Blauen Bock, on which she sang Zafi's aria O Habet Acht. I offer you a portion of that performance that was first broadcast on the 21st of May, 1967. (laughs) 
On the 5th of February, the great actor Christopher Plummer died at the age of 91 as a result of complications from a fall. Of course, he wasn't a singer. But if you're anything like me, you remember that beautiful moment when Captain von Trapp sings Edelweiss after he's softened and become a real human being. Interestingly, Germans and Austrians have a great aversion, generally speaking, to the work of Rodgers and Hammerstein. It simply has not found a place in the repertoire here. There was a revival of Sound of Music in Vienna a number of years ago, and it was very popular, but I don't think it particularly had legs. That's neither here nor there. It turns out that Christopher Plummer's voice was dubbed by the singer Bill Lee, who was a California-based studio singer. But there exists footage of Christopher Plummer singing the song himself, and that's what I'm going to offer to you right now. I always found this to be an incredibly touching moment in a movie that I really have so many problems with. But I remember, even as a young one, being so taken with that handsome face of the Baron von Trapp in the person of Christopher Plummer. Why didn't you tell me? What? To bring along my harmonica. Oh. 
any time you say the word, Georg, you can be part of my new act. <laughs> the Von Trapp family singers. Another figure who made an extraordinary mark on the world, perhaps less as a singer and more as a cultural icon, was Mary Wilson, one of the original Supremes who died on the 8th of February at the age of 76. She had a bit of a solo career after the breakup of this Preems. Around the time that she released this solo version of the song Ooh Child, I remember reading her tell-all gospel book called Dream Girl. I always really liked her. She wasn't so much of a singer, but she was delightful. What can I say? Ooh, child, things are gonna get this little instrumental break, I'd like to remind you all that if you'd like to support the podcast on Patreon, you can go to my Patreon page at patreon.com slash countermelody, where you can make a monthly pledge anywhere from $2 on up, and you will gain access to the bonus episodes that I have posted. 19 so far, more on the way. There's no bonus episode this week, but I generally produce two to three episodes of bonus content a month. For those of you who are already supporters, I thank you from the bottom of my heart. And for those who are considering doing so, I say, go for it! Now let's get back to the show. The jazz musician and composer Chick Corea died on the 9th of February at the age of 79. Probably his most well-remembered number is the one that he recorded with Al Jarreau called Spain. Here's a short excerpt from it. I can remember the rain in December, the leaves of brown on the ground. In Spain I did love and adore you. The nights filled with joy were our yesterdays And tomorrow will bring you near me I can recall my desire every reverie is on fire I get a picture of all our yesterdays 
the same But the leaves are right on the ground Our love was a Spanish fiesta The bright lights and songs were our joy each day And the nights were the heat of yearning I can recall my desire every memory is on fire And I get a picture of all our yesterdays Yesterday I can say I get a kick every time I see of history Your eyes mean mine And they dance to the melody And we live again As if dreaming The sound of our hearts beat like castanets And forever we'll know their meaning I can't recall my desire I get a kick and I'm here to say Here's Spain Oh, yeah The actress and singer Joan Weldon was probably best known for her portrayal of the lead in the sci-fi film Them, in which the region is attacked by a swarm of giant ants. But she also was a singer. In fact, she got her start as the youngest member of the San Francisco Opera, and she went on to star in numerous roles in musicals, including Sound of Music, Carousel, Music Man. But she also starred once on Broadway as one of the female leads in Wright and Forest's musical called Keen, as befits a piece that starred the dashing Broadway baritone Alfred Drake. Keen is the swashbuckling fictionalized saga of the life of Sir Edmund Keen, the great 18th century Shakespearean actor. The number that I'm going to offer you from the cast recording of that 1961 musical is called Swept Away. And in this number, Joan Weldon's character, Elena, lays it on the line for Alfred Drake's Edmund Keane. You hear his occasional interjections and protestations. Yes, speak to me, talk to me, pour out your soul. Prove that our passion is passing control. Convince me my heart is a chalice of flame. Prompt me. What did you say? You were giving me my cue. How dare you? Oh, I dare nothing. I am finished with acting. Curtain. Poor darling, poor darling, but now I can see you're suffering the pangs of the damned hand for me. Well, no, not really. Here, press my fingertips to your yearning, burning lips. Come now, you're not going to play the scene all by yourself, are you? I surrender. I will fly with you. What? Carry me off. Do as you swore. I shall resist no more. For I'm swept away. Your embrace 
the Dominican musician, arranger, composer, band leader, and producer Johnny Pacheco died on the 15th of February, just over three months ago. So-called Latin music really isn't in my wheelhouse. I think that's what the youngsters these days say. But Pacheco was an incredibly important figure in the development of this music and it playing a greater part in the general consciousness. One of his big hits was a recording that he made with Celia Cruz in 1974 of a song called Kimbara. I'm going to play you a truncated version of it, but it's so much fun. I hope you enjoy it. Thank you. 
Now we are going to acknowledge a musical figure on the complete opposite end of the spectrum. I'm talking about the British conductor Stuart Bedford. We heard him conducting Heather Harper in the posthumous premiere of one of Benjamin Britten's early works. He was a close colleague and collaborator of Benjamin Britten's and conducted the world premiere of Death in Venice, as well as the late cantata that Britten wrote for Janet Baker called Fedra. His grandmother was the composer Liza Lehman. We heard her work in one of the Kathy Barbarian episodes, where she sang very comically the number There Are Fairies at the Bottom of Our Garden. But Liza Lehman was a serious composer. She wrote a lot of what we would probably call parlor music today, but much of her work is very memorable. In 1997, Stuart Burroughs participated in a recording of the songs of his grandmother, and this is a setting of the Shelley poem, Music When soft voices die. Stuart Bedford here accompanies the baritone Neil Davies in this lovely performance of a beautiful song. already know that this pandemic has not been an equal opportunity disease. We know that communities of color have been much more severely impacted. I say this as a preface to acknowledging the life of the bass baritone Antoine Hodge, a wonderful African-American singer who died after a long struggle with COVID on the 22nd of February. Friends, he was 38 years old. I did not know him personally, but many of you did, and I know that this loss has 
been devastating to many people. I'm going to offer you an excerpt from Antoine Hodge singing in a concert in New York on the 7th of March of last year. This is a portion of the aria Ella Jamai Mamo from Don Carlo. You hear already that this young singer had a wonderful sense of poise and gravitas and a way of conveying character in a deeply moving way. I was sad to see that on the 1st of March, 
Renata Scotto's husband, Lorenzo Anselmi, died. He was primarily a violinist, but he also conducted a number of recording projects in which his wife was involved, including half of a duet album with Scotto and her colleague, Mirella Freni. The portion that he conducted was the big Mira Norma scene, which was, I think, Renata Scotto's first recording of any part of that opera. And Freni, of course, sings Adalgisa, and beautifully. And their voices work very well together, though they were vocally not at all similar, except that they both had that Italian style just flowing through their veins. Here's the very end of the Mira Norma duet. Si fino all'ore estreme, with Lorenzo Anselmi leading the National Philharmonic Orchestra. British-born Australian tenor Robert Gard died on the 20th of March at the age of 94. He had a career that extended over nearly six decades. Probably his most high-profile assumption is the role of Aschenbach in the 1981 Tony Palmer film of Death in Venice. But he was also a superb comedian, a wonderful Mozartian. I've really enjoyed listening to a number of performances that are available for our delectation. Because we need a little levity today, I think I'm going to offer you a portion of the watch duet from a live performance of Australian opera. Robert Gard as Eisenstein is partnered delectably by Joan Sutherland, whom it was always said had the most pithy sense of humor. That's certainly on display here. Richard Bonning conducts 
in this live performance from the 10th of July, 1982. tribute to the great Russian-based Yevgeny Nesterenko, who died on the 20th of March. He was an extraordinary talent. He sang in operas all over the world and was certainly able to take advantage of the fall of the Soviet Union to have the kind of career that so many Soviet artists before him deserved and unfortunately were not able to have. Today, I'm going to feature him in a very small portion of an extraordinary late cycle of songs by Dmitri Shostakovich. These are Shostakovich's Suite on Verses by Michelangelo. Nesterenko premiered both the piano version of these songs and the later orchestrated version of them. This is the fourth song called Departure. It's a setting of a text by Abram Efros, who translated the original Michelangelo poems into Russian. The poet is taking his leave of a hard-hearted woman with whom he is in love. She shows him no mercy, but as a pledge to her, he leaves behind 
his heart. Niesterenko recorded this piece a number of times. This is from a 1976 telecast of the piece. This would have been shortly after Shostakovich's death. The composer's son, Maxim, is conducting the Moscow Radio Symphony Orchestra. Rudolf Kelterborn, Swiss composer, died the 24th of March at the age of 89. He composed a good deal of vocal and vocal chamber music, including some extraordinary songs that I was sampling throughout the week. The one that really struck me was from a collection of songs called the Ensemble Buch Eins, Ensemble Book Number One. The song is called Sonnenaufgang. The composer uses a number of extraordinary vocal effects to portray the setting of the sun. The poem is by Erika Burkhardt. The singer is Kurt Widmer. And this new music ensemble Basel is led by Jörg Wittenbach in this 1991 recording. Springt das Licht. 
At the end of March, another singer died whose name might not be familiar to people in this day and age. The soprano Mary Ellen Pracht died at the age of 87 on the 29th of March. She sang mostly secondary roles at the Met, with, I think, a couple musettas thrown in here or there. But she was a stalwart member of the company for many years, and also had a significant regional career. She did record a number of charming duets from operettas with the baritone Richard Fredericks. But I'm not going to play that for you today, because we were just listening to some late Shostakovich, and do you know that in 1972, she recorded the late cycle of seven poems by Alexander Bloch that had been written for Galina Vishnevskaya and her husband Mstislav Rostropovich. This cycle is set for soprano solo and piano trio, violin, cello, and piano. The new Amsterdam trio, Edith Mochanyi, piano, John Pinteval, violin, and Heinrich Joachim, cello, accompany Mary Ellen Pracht. The song that I'm going to offer for you is the fourth from the cycle, called The City Sleeps. The city sleeps, wrapped in darkness, the streetlights hardly glint. There, far away, behind the river, I see the reflecting splendor of the dawn. In this far mirroring of light is hidden the awakening of sad days. Oh, my God. 
Another Met Opera stalwart died the same day as Mary Ellen Pracht, the Greek-American baritone Theodore Lambrinos, who was a beloved member of the company for many years and also had a big regional career. He also had a hell of a voice. I'm going to offer you an example of that voice. In this 1989 recording from the Des Moines Metro Opera of Saint-Diamant from Les Contes in which Theodore Lambrinos sang The Four Villains. This performance is conducted by Robert Larson, who for many years headed up the Des Moines Metro Opera and in fact also died recently on the 21st of March at the age of 86. La Two weeks ago, we celebrated the Irish soprano Heather Harper. On the 5th of April of this year, another Irish soprano, Veronica Dunn, died at the age of 93. As a young singer, she had traveled to Italy, where she studied and made her debut. Her career continued at Covent Garden, where, like Heather Harper, she sang the role of Blanche in Dialogues of the Carmelites. In her case, she sang it in the very first performances of the opera at Covent Garden. Later, she returned to Ireland and became a beloved teacher and has a list of students who studied with her that is truly amazing. Anne Murray, Orla Boylan, Tara Eracht, and many others. 
She also began an international voice competition in Ireland, which has had many distinguished laureates over the years. But she was an exquisite singer herself, I'm very happy to say. And because this song has special import for me, I'm going to play a portion of her 1968 recording of Danny Boy. It is so beautifully inflected with such deep, honest sentiment. Clearly, she was a singer and a person to treasure. The composer and producer Jim Steinman, who wrote so many bombastic pop ballads for the likes of Meatloaf and Celine Dion and Bonnie Tyler and many, many others, died on the 19th of April at the age of 73. I was thinking about offering you something sung by Celine Dion, but once again, I'm going to resurrect a recording that I've already offered on the podcast. That is the extraordinary Hungarian soprano Sylvia Shash, who's one of my very favorite singers and whom I featured last year in an episode which foregrounded her 1985 pop album called Nets Koril. And Nets Koril means turn around. Turn around is her version of Total Eclipse of the Heart. And I'm going to play just a very short part of it for you. But I love this recording so much. I start it, I listen to it through, and I have to play it again and again and again and again. And if you want to hear the complete version, look it up on YouTube, or even better, go to my previous episode about Sylvia Shash from last summer. Mint a 
There were two very important figures in British contemporary classical music who died within a month of each other. They were also husband and wife. I'm talking about the soprano Jane Manning, who died on the 31st of March at the age of 82, and her husband, the composer Anthony Payne, who died on the 30th of April at the age of 84. Jane Manning was an extraordinary, indefatigable figure in the performance of contemporary classical music. What was so exceptional about her, in my opinion, is that she not only could sing anything, but she sang it with a voice of such crystalline beauty that lasted throughout her long singing career. Her husband, Anthony Payne, is probably most famous for his realizations of unfinished scores by Edward Elgar, but he was a fantastic composer in his own right. In 1976, he wrote a score called The World's Winter, which was a setting for soprano and small instrumental ensemble of two poems by by Alfred Lord Tennyson. Jane Manning also had extraordinary diction, and even though the vocal part is all over the place, you can almost make out every single word. But I am going to just read a portion of the Tennyson text for you. Nothing will die, all things will change through eternity. Tis the world's winter, autumn and summer are gone long ago. Earth is dry to the center, but spring, a newcomer, a spring rich and strange, shall make the winds blow round and round, through and through, here and there, till the air and the ground shall be filled with life anew. This is not the whole song, and one of my joys this past week was listening to the extraordinary range of accomplishment of Jane Manning, and also of the beautiful, beautiful vocal music of her late husband, Anthony Payne. 
we're getting to the end of the episode, which means that the next few people that we're covering died within the past month. On the 6th of May, Purvis Staples, long-standing member of the Staples Singers, passed away at the age of 85. The Staples Singers were, of course, a gospel group, but they also were crucial drivers of the civil rights movement. This song, for instance, that Roebuck Staples, primarily known as Pops Staples, wrote, called Freedom Highway, was written specifically for the March on Selma in 1965. Just think about that. Think about that. The British soprano Pauline Tinsley died on the 10th of May at the age of 92. She had a long, extraordinary career singing everything from the title role of Agrippina by Handel to Electra, Zalome, Kostelnichka. She was an extraordinary singer who never really got the acknowledgement that she deserved that didn't stop her from giving extraordinary performances, particularly at Welsh National Opera and English National Opera. But she sang the world over, including in New York at City Opera, Glyndebourne, Vancouver, Hamburg, and occasionally at Covent Garden. There's a lot of live material with Pauline Tinsley that you can sample and delight in. Much of that is available on the website operadepot.com. Today I'm going to offer you an excerpt from an English language performance with the Sadler's Wells Opera Company from 1968 of Pauline Tinsley singing Leonora in La Forza del Destino, or God knows what they called it, The Force of Destiny, I guess. 
Bear in mind that it's a live performance and sound isn't very good, but you can hear the throbbing quality of the sound, the line and the drive and the passion in her voice. that you will come back again next week because there are even more singers that we need to acknowledge and celebrate. For my closing number, I'm going a little bit out of sequence. There was a world star named Milva, born in Italy, originally named Maria Ilva Biolcati. She became known as Milva. The Italians called her La Rossa, the redhead. Early in her career, she worked with Ennio Morricone. She went on to become popular the world over, particularly in Germany. 
Germany, where she was a huge, huge star. Her staged performances of the music of Kurt Weill, directed by Giorgio Strehler, were absolutely legendary. She died on the 23rd of April at the age of 81. There's so many reasons that she's very special to me. I was introduced to her decades ago now by a friend that I was studying Italian with in Perugia. He recommended Milva's recording live from the Bouffe du Nord with Astor Piazzolla, that extraordinary tango performer and composer. I got that record as soon as I got back to New York. I wore out the CD. I think I probably got two or three different copies of it over the course of the intervening years. I still think very much of Milva, especially when I hear this song by Astor Piazzolla called Los Pájaros Perdidos. I love the lost birds that return from beyond, that return from far away, that are confused with the sky that they will never be able to recover again. It was all a dream, a dream that we lost as we lost the birds in the sea. Later, I tried to lose you through so many others. And finally, I realized that all of them were just you in a different form. Now I know when a goodbye is a goodbye. The night birds return and they fly blindly over the sea. Night is a mirror that gives me back your loneliness. And I am just a lost bird that returns from beyond confused by a sky that can never again be recovered. Amo los pájaros perdidos que vuelven desde el más allá a confundirse con un cielo que nunca más podré Vuelven de nuevo los recuerdos Las horas jóvenes que vi Y desde el mar llega un fantasma Hecho de cosas Y amé Todo fue un sueño, un sueño que perdimos, como perdimos los pájaros y el mar. Un sueño breve y antiguo como el tiempo que los espejos no pueden reflejar. Después busqué perderte en tantas otras y aquella otra y todas eran vos y al filo. Dios es una Dios, la soledad me devoró y fuimos dos.
los pájaros nocturnos que vuelan ciegos sobre el mar la noche entera es un espejo que me devuelve tu soledad soy solo un pájaro perdido que vuelven desde el más allá a confundirse con un cielo que nunca más podré recuperar soy solo un pájaro perdido que vuelven desde el más allá a confundirse con un Please stop the presses. I have just been given permission to include one last number in today's episode. I was in touch with Ryan Jackson, who is the director of music at First Presbyterian in New York City, where Antoine Hodge was one of the soloists. Antoine and Ryan did a remote recording of the beautiful Moses Hogan arrangement of Were You There for the Good Friday service at First Presbyterian in 2020. I am including a portion of that to end the episode. My dear friends, thank you for celebrating all these artists with me today. And like all of them, may I enjoin you to keep the song in your hearts. Whom we have celebrated today. I'm Daniel Gundlach. <laughs> <laughs>